Happy New Year. Today we talk about hope, a fitting subject for a new year. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Talk About Fertility Tuesdays. With the new year, there are so many topics that I thought about talking about for the first topic. But hope is such an important topic because hope is what keeps carrying us. Hope is what allows us to try again. Hope can also be destructive, making us proceed when really we shouldn't proceed. And so today, I want to give some stories about cases that I think bring hope and talk a little bit about why you should have hope when at first glance, it seems like hope is minimal. It seems only fitting to start this first story with my own personal story. My wife and I knew we had problems and knew we needed IVF. And like most people, we jumped headfirst into it, not knowing much about it and not knowing the risk of it. And when we started, we were so excited and then found out my wife had issues just like I did. And at that point, we realized this wasn't going to be easy anymore. And it was hard because we just spent most of our money trying IVF. And we had to stop because it wasn't going well. Thousands of dollars in medication and had to restart. But we did it again and we were able to get two embryos. And we put those embryos back and we got pregnant. And we're very fortunate for those $2 we got. But the scary part was my wife had an elevated FSH level and a very low antral follicle count. And we knew we could never get pregnant naturally because of my issues. And so we were fearful. We were fearful that we should lose hope because how are we going to get pregnant in the future? We can't afford to do it again. And now we have to wait. But six years later, we did it again. And it wasn't easy. There were definitely some heartbreaks. There was heartaches. But eventually, we did get another two embryos. And we were able to put them back and get pregnant. And the point of this story about the hope is that, yes, ideally it would be great to get all your embryos at one time. That even when you have a high FSH, even when you have a low AMH and a low antrophocal count, even years later, you can still get pregnant because if you can make an egg, there's a chance. Now, we were younger. We were in our 40s. We were in our mid-30s when we did it the second time. But still, six years scared us and we started losing hope. And as a matter of fact, when we tried, it was more of a closure cycle. But we ended up with our boys. One of my favorite stories to tell is about one of our original patients 
She came to us in 2015 when we started. And prior to coming to us, she had tried IVF multiple times, not just in Arizona. She even went to Vegas and came back to Arizona. And she would keep getting few embryos and she would keep having miscarriages. And so we started and did an IVF cycle and she got 32 eggs and two embryos and she put them back and got pregnant. Got twins, but unfortunately had a miscarriage. When we tested those embryos, we found out they were abnormal. And so then she did IVF again. And this time she got 10 embryos, four blast and six day three embryos. She came pregnant again. And then later decided to thaw those day three embryos and test them. And a lot of them came back abnormal. She did IVF one more time and now got a lot of normal embryos that she is now on her third pregnancy with us. The point of this story is that she never gave up. Now, yes, was there problems? There was. And she must have done IVF six, seven times. But the important thing here is that she never gave up because what's interesting is that she got better as she went further. Now, why? Because on each cycle, we made small changes. We added things like growth hormone. We changed the protocol a tiny bit. And it's hard to appreciate why something so small of a change can improve embryo quality so much. But the point is it can. And if you can keep hope and keep trying, and there's a reasonable reason to keep hope, eventually good things can come. And for her, she's now in a third pregnancy with still more embryos in the freezer. In this story, this is a patient that was close to me who worked at a obstetrical clinic and was going through IVF, trying to get pregnant after years and years of not getting pregnant. And what's interesting about this story, and I tell people a lot about, is how doing the same thing can sometimes end in different results. This patient had gone through IVF several times, and she was doing IVF with PGS. And many of you have come under this situation where you go through IVF and all your embryos come back abnormal or most of them come back abnormal. And in this situation, very similar, she went through, she finally got a normal embryo, put it back, got pregnant, but had a miscarriage. And so we went through another IVF cycle. And this time she got five embryos, the most she's ever got before that one or two embryos, she was extremely excited. Her hope was high. And all five embryos came back abnormal. And obviously this was devastating. Now the most embryos she's ever got and no normal ones. And she was more mature. But we went through again. And this time... She got four embryos. Now we haven't sent the embryos off yet. They're getting sent off. And she says to me, I've lost hope because 
if I had five embryos last time, then four embryos is definitely not going to have a normal embryo. In the past, we've only had one embryo have multiple cycles. There's no way there's going to be a good one. And I think that's reasonable common sense. I mean, for most of us, if we do something and we do the same thing again, we are usually going to get the same response. But in reality, those four embryos came back and all of them were normal. And she was blown away. She came back saying, you were right. It could be different. And it's not that I was right, but I was trying to give her hope because human bodies aren't like machines. Each cycle, when you do a cycle, you're getting a different crop of eggs. So yes, you may get a lot of eggs, but if you get a lot of eggs from a bad batch, then you're going to have a lot of bad eggs. And if you get a lot of eggs from a good batch, you're going to get more good eggs. The question is, when's that good batch? It's kind of like my daughter's attitude. My daughters are now 13. And there's some days I come home and say, hey, how are you doing? Do you have a good day? And I get crying. And I'm going, whoa, what happened? I asked this question yesterday and I got smiles and yay and happy. And today now it's a different day because humans are not machines. Sometimes we get different responses. Now, maybe not as volatile as my 13-year-old daughter's but still changes that can occur. And so you have to keep hope. Do not look at one prior cycle and think that's going to happen on your next cycle because it's not going to. And and not only am I saying that from the hope perspective, but just understanding the human body, just like treatments for cancer. There are people who do treatments for cancer and they get better and others don't because we're all different. We're not the same machines and should always keep hope. As long as you're getting those embryos, a good one will eventually come. These next two stories are for women who are mature and who make very few embryos. There is no question when you're in your 40s, especially after 42, the chances of IVF working are very low. One embryo has only a 16% chance of coming back normal with regards to genetics. And I tell people this, I say that chances are low, but the thing is the chances are low to win the lottery, but somebody wins. And so in these two stories, one is a personal friend who went through IVF when she was 39 and she went through three times. The first time she got five eggs and one embryo and it came back abnormal. The second time she went through, she got seven eggs, six embryos and two normal, four abnormal. The third time she went through, she got seven eggs, one embryo, but was not normal. She ended up doing transfer and she became pregnant. She comes back to us now a few years later. And now things aren't the same. She's now 42, going on 43. She goes through IVF and only gets three eggs. It comes back 
abnormal. She wants to try again, which I understand. So we go through life again, we make small changes. And this time, she only makes one egg. And a matter of fact, in the middle of the cycle, she says to me, is it time to give up? And I said to her, you know, it is. But let's finish out this cycle. Yeah, you can keep going. But now that you're only making one egg at a time, maybe three at the most, at 42, the chances are just so low. We can keep trying, but it is very low now. So we went through that cycle and we completed it. And we got that one egg. And that one egg fertilized. And that one egg became a blastocyst. And that one egg was embryo was tested. And it was normal. We did a transfer, and she now has her second son. The point here is, sometimes when things look bleak, there's still a chance. And although that chance may not be high, that embryo only had a 16% chance of being normal. That means there was an 84% chance of being abnormal. It was normal. I have cases like this all the time. I have women who are going through cycles, making five, six eggs, and then not getting any normal embryos. And then sometimes they just have two eggs and they want to quit. And I get it. I would want to quit too. It's too expensive just for two eggs. But if that batch is the good batch, then those two eggs may be the ones that get you pregnant. And so it's always important to understand that statistics are there, but statistics are just statistics. If you get that normal embryo, then your chance of getting pregnant are just as good as anybody else's. The second story of this story was a recent one. I'll be honest, I'm more shocked about this than the patient. I think she is, feels like she knew it was going to be normal, her embryo, but she is 44 and 11 months. So she is one month from being 45. And I explained to her and her husband that there is almost no chance of this working. Her antral follicle count is one. Her AMH is non-existent. Her FSH is above 14. The chances are minimal, but they wanted to try. And I said to them, there, there is nothing wrong trying. It's a closure cycle. So they can know that things won't work. And they went through. And she wasn't making any eggs. Highest dose possible. Nothing was growing. We canceled the cycle. I sat down with them. I said, listen, as I mentioned before, this is not shocking to me. Your body just can't respond well to the medication because your FSH is so high to begin with. that even when I give a lot of medication, it's a minuscule compared to what your body makes. I offered one more try and said, listen, why don't we try using something where we use your own body's hormones? Because your own body can technically make more hormones than the hormones I can give. And so this time we did a cycle where we had Famara the entire time and added injections. And she finally made an egg. And matter of fact, she made a second egg, although it was very small, about 11 millimeters, where the other one was around 19 millimeters. We retrieved them both. And they both were mature. Now we'll stop there for a second and talk about that. How did an 11 millimeter follicle be mature? And the important thing to understand here is when we talk about size of follicles, 
Yes, the follicles between 15 and 20 millimeters are mostly mature. And that's exactly it. The likelihood of them being mature is higher when they're 15 to 20 millimeters. They may not even be mature. There are some people who need to have 22 millimeter follicles to get maturity. But when follicles are between 10 and 15, there is a chance they could be mature. They're just small. In this patient situation, she was fortunate to get two. And we fertilized them both. And unfortunately, one didn't fertilize. The other one did. And it grew all the way out to blastocyst. It was a beautiful blastocyst. We biopsied it. I explained to her that the chances of this embryo coming back normal is only 5%. A 95% chance that it will not come back normal. That's 1 in 20. And amazingly, that embryo came back normal. Now, she hasn't transferred yet. In this situation, I always recommend doing everything best to improve her chances, such as an ERA. But she will do a transfer and she will have a 60% chance and hopefully she will get pregnant. My last two IVF cases I'm going to discuss are people have been told that they can't get pregnant, that they're in a premenopause. And I can't disagree with many doctors. Those cases are very difficult. But I've had two cases that I want to talk about and I've had many more, but these are my favorite One of them is very close to me, where she was told to use a donor. She was 24 years old with an FSH of 14.3 and an AMH level of 0.20. She did not make many eggs. Even with IVF, she might make one or two eggs. She was out of state, and I told her, I think we can do this. We'll probably need three or four IVF cycles. We're only getting at one to two eggs each time, but we keep trying, and you keep the hope. I think we can get there. And it's difficult because when you're only making one or two eggs, it makes it very, very difficult to do IVF because you have such small chances each try. But you have to look at it as not a try with IVF. You have to think of it as that three to four tries is what you need to have a single try by anyone else. And so we did it. We went through multiple cycles and some were, were very disappointing with no fertilization on one of them. Other ones, we got embryos and they were bobsy, then they came back mosaic. But we kept going until we got those embryos and eventually she put it back and she got pregnant and she's currently pregnant now. The other story is very similar. There was a woman who wasn't as young. She was around 39. Her FSH was 15.1. And she was told she can't get pregnant. Matter of fact, her insurance denied her to do IVF. I got on the phone. I spoke to him and said, listen, you know, she got pregnant before with something even milder. I I think it's reasonable to at least give it a try. And they said, okay. And she went through and she basically made one embryo. But unfortunately, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't frozen. So she tried again. And this time, instead of only making one embryo, she was able to make two embryos. And she put them back and got pregnant. Now, unfortunately, she had a miscarriage. And so this time I said, listen, we need to do more testing. We need to do PGS to find out if maybe there's something else going on. So she went through again. And this time we got four embryos. 
and she got a normal one and put that back and got pregnant. And so the point of this story about hope is that even when you've had bad cycles, sometimes you can do the same thing and get a different result. And as we talked about earlier, just like when I come home and talk to my daughters, sometimes you get a different batch. Sometimes it's a different person that day, even though it's the same person. And so never give up just because one cycle's bad. You won't always give it a second try, just like anything else in life. You don't try it once and go, okay, didn't work, I give up. And if that second try is better, then at that point you may realize that first one could have been a fluke. The very last story I'd like to end on is transfers. I can't tell you how many stories I have where we have done a transfer and we do the same thing twice and the person gets pregnant one time and not the other. Recently, I had a physician who went through who went through IVF on their own, got one embryo normal, put it back, and unfortunately had a low-level HCG. I explained to them, I think the issue was timing, and I think a ERA cycle would help with timing and possibly successful pregnancy. So she went through IVF again, and this time got two embryos. And I recommend putting one back at a time, which she did. And we did the ERA, and we did the transfer, and it didn't work at all. She was devastated. She lost all hope. She told me, she said, I I have no hope. I know this next one won't work, but I'll still do the transfer because it's there, so I might as well do it. And I tried to explain to her that I know it seems like we're doing the same thing because we are on our end, but keep in mind that when we put that embryo back, there are things going on in the uterus that we don't know about. Think about when you take your computer down to the computer shop. You hand it to them, they fix it, and then you take it home and it still doesn't work. When you bring that computer back to the, to the computer place, do you say to yourself, well, this is what I did last time, so it's probably not going to work this time. No, because you know that behind the scenes, more is happening. They're going to do something different this time. And then in that situation, it may work. Well, the same thing goes on with your body. I explained to her that you can't look at it as a transfer as we're doing the exact same thing just because it looks the same. There's a lot of stuff going on in the background that you don't know about. There are things where implantation has to occur. There is receptors that might be better the second time. There are things that even I don't have a clue what's going on. But just because we don't know about those things doesn't mean they're not there. Yes, with the computer agency, you're able to know that they're doing something different. But what I'm telling you is, yes, you don't know that things are different once you put the embryo back, but they are. Something else is going behind it. All we can do is give the computer to the computer store. All we can do in the transfer is put the embryo in the uterus and then pray that this time something different is happening. And so she followed through the transfer. And to her amazement, it worked. Doing the exact same thing we did the first transfer. And 
I think if there's anything where I want to help people with hope is with transfers. Because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that you can put a normal embryo into a uterus, make sure the timing's perfect, and then one time not work, and then do the exact same thing again, and it can work. And that's because, again, we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. We may feel like we're doing a lot, but when we're putting that embryo in, we're really throwing up a Hail Mary. And we're hoping everything on the other end, back end of it is working. But in reality, we have no control of that. All we can do is control the things we have. And so when it seems like hope is lost, keep in mind that there's a lot going on in the back end. And that you shouldn't lose hope just because one transfer didn't work, even doing the same thing. Because there are other things happening on the back end that can make things change tremendously the second time or third time or fourth time. I wish everyone hope. I hope everyone keeps hope. And I hope everyone has a great 2020. Until next week, this is Talk About Fertility Tuesdays. Thank you.